Buenas and off day, everyone. This is another episode of the Food to Fitness podcast, and today it'll just be me and JJ Ambrose, aka the Athlete of the Year, GSPN's 2022 Athlete of the Year. So before we get into this topic, like, do you have like a? Is there anything you want to say, like a speech, a thank you speech, or anything like that? No, I mean, uh, I'm, I don't really want to mince words about that. I mean, I could give you an Academy Award style speech where I'm thanking God and all the people around me. But realistically, uh, I think we've all heard that song and dance. Let's, right. let's get after the useful information. All right. So um, staying on topic with Athlete of the Year, like how, how does it feel to be named, you know, the Athlete of the Year? Oh, it's quite a big honor. Um, so, you know, I fought all over the world. Um, my hometown is where I started out and then, you know, I traveled around, I fought in California and the Middle East, Asia, all over. Um, but there has never been a place that gets behind its athletes. Like I do, like I feel that Guam does. Right. Every time I go to the grocery store, I'll get a random fist bump from an older Chamorro guy saying, thank you for representing our Island. We appreciate you. And, you know, that means so much to me because my little bubble or my box that I live in where it's, you know, home, gym, uh, visit my in-laws on the weekends. And that's about as far as I go. You know, I live within this little one mile square, one square mile bubble and I uh, rarely get outside of it. You know, I'm, I'm pretty... Uh, I'm pretty routine as far as taking care of my daughters, uh, hanging with the wife on the weekends mm-hmm. when we have time, right. and uh, training. I mean, my the gym is my life right now. All right. Um, so, did you expect to be GSPN's athlete of the year? Like, I wasn't even aware they were doing it. I know, like, they posted it towards the end of the year on who could be the athlete of the year. But were you expecting to be athlete of the year? Did you have anybody else in mind that could have one? Um, I I suppose that because I'm not actually from Guam, I didn't expect it. Um, I know like my schedule this year has been hectic. I've done every competition that I felt that I could from the perimeter run. Uh, You know, we did that co-ed team. We took third place. Uh, My wife and I did a weightlifting competition together that we won. Mm. We did the dry tries that we won. Uh, I had two MMA fights. I had a couple... I had three, no, four, four grappling tournaments. Right. I just was willing to do everything. And I know um, that's not necessarily conducive to MMA. You know, I know the CrossFit, um, you know, while I am fit, it's not exactly. When I geek out on, say, doing like snatches, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll spend 30 minutes just warming up to do some heavy snatches. That's not exactly conducive to MMA. I mean, at that that third wave adaptation doesn't really help in the uh, cage, but it helps my fitness and it helps my CrossFit abilities. Um, so for me, I just wanted to challenge myself and make myself extremely uncomfortable this year. Um, I'm getting older. Um, I got a lot of things to check off the bucket list. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly the kind of guy that wants to jump out of a plane or anything, but I want to uh, I want to ride this thing while the wheels fall off. I've heard so many times over the years. You know, I've heard when I was your age, I used to do this, um, and then I take a look at them and they're you know a shell of their former self. Um, so I I'm just trying to move while I can, 
for as long as I can. Yeah. So, um, you're, I mean, you're pretty busy last year in 2022. Like you said, you did, you were doing all these fitness competitions, you know, lift heavy, lift fast, dry, dry. Um, you had the MMA fights, your Jiu Jitsu competitions. And then we ended, or you ended the year with the Wind North fitness competition up at Jigo. Uh, what were your, what was your mindset going to that competition? I just, you know, it was funny. Like it didn't even dawn on me that it was at the end of the year. Um, I've just been so happy to compete this year. Uh, the wins and the losses, you know, I, this hasn't been like some perfect year for me. Mm -hmm. I remember back in 2019, I uh, did five MMA fights and I think four grappling tournaments. And that was a perfect year. You know, like when you think about athlete of the year, that would have been like the most like perfect for my sport anyway because i wasn't that much into crossfit i only did one crossfit competition that year but uh that year i had been absolutely perfect whereas this year you know i lost one of the, one of the two mma fights right. i uh i didn't take gold in one one out of the four grappling tournaments and i didn't win all the crossfit competitions mm -hmm. this was not a perfect year but I stepped out of my comfort zone in every single one of these competitions. I gave my all in every single one of them. I trained hard, you know, zero excuses, win or lose. Um, I learned a lot, and I hope that a lot of people learned from me as well. I mean, because you have to be able to take the wins and the losses. You have to dust yourself off and back to the drawing board. And I think that's very important um, in being an athlete. Just like get back up again, right? Just don't don't yeah. be too hard on yourself, I guess. Just well, you know, like nobody trucking. nobody's harder um, on themselves than you. You know, I mean, right. that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. You're the one who has to face yourself in the mirror. I think the difference is sometimes we crawl into that hole, and it takes us a while to get out of it. You know, I I've known MMA fighters that when they lose a fight, it's devastating and. You know, they, they sulk for a bit, but let me tell you, I, I lost an MMA fight on a Friday. I competed in a grappling tournament on Sunday and then the very next Friday or no, the Saturday I was competing in the, uh, Guam strongest man oh, yeah, that's right. competition. So <clears throat> that, that's how I, I set myself up as an athlete. I'm not going to sit around and wait to feel better. You know, um, it's the same thing. Like I'll, if I catch a cold. I go in my room, I lock the doors, tell, tell everyone to leave me alone, and I don't come out until I'm ready to go again. Right. So I, uh, I didn't rest on my loss. I got off my ass and got back after it. So, like, did you have like a favorite uh, competition that you did this year? Because like, I know the Strongman was like something you've never done before. And <sighs> yeah. Like, I, like that was probably one of my favorite competitions that I've enjoyed watching yeah today i mean today this this last yeah year. yeah i mean it was a lot of fun um lifting with those massive guys i was probably the most out of my element if you want to call it that right when we talk about comfort zones strength is not something that i train um regularly it's not like i'm doing maximal lifts i mean i really don't care how much i can deadlift at this point mm -hmm. um all those guys are you know power lifting background strong man background that that's their wheelhouse whereas like being strong is like a byproduct of the way i train and the way i wrestle you know grappling um that's just the byproduct and mm -hmm. obviously i was the smallest guy there so 
my comfort zone, I mean, there was none. I, I was nervous the entire time, and I, I really wasn't sure how it would do. But, you know, it turned out well. I mean, yeah. I, I think I accounted well for myself. I took um, second place in a bunch of the events um, after bombing out in the max deadlift. I mean, of course, I wasn't going to win that one. But right. I, I think I did pretty well for myself um, considering after that. But um, by far, my favorite competition this year... Uh, Chess is probably not going to like this as much because I competed with her a few times. Right. While it is cool to win with your wife, mm -hmm. uh, the coolest thing was winning the uh, the Hex uh, Super Lightweight title. Oh, yeah. That one was really cool. I mean, I, I had dreamt of fighting for that belt since 2016. You know, I, I kept imagining myself um, getting a title shot. And when it finally came and they put the belt around my waist, that was... That was like a crowning achievement in my MMA career. I mean, I fought in the Ultimate Fighter. I've done the Bellator thing, but um, I had dreamt about putting that belt on me and hanging it on the wall. You know, I got this wall of belts, and putting the hex one up there was a that was a really big thing for me. Right. So, um, you know, it's 2023 now. Do you plan on being as busy as last year, or are you trying to like? tone it down really focus on like one aspect like are you trying to just focus on fighting on fitness or are you just trying to do do everything like what you did last year uh so i man as much as i want to say that i want to focus on mma you know i'm about i'm about to turn 36 in february mm -hmm. i mean i probably should uh get in gear towards that but the nature of mma at my age is that me doing a training camp takes a lot out of me. So like about seven to six, seven weeks out, I'll start training really hard before a fight. You know, I'll be all in essentially. But leading up to it, like when I when I grapple with the guys on a Friday, I, like it takes me a week to recover now. My body doesn't recover the same way. And it's funny because I remember hearing the older guys when I was in my 20s say, I just don't recover the way that I used to. And mm. it's so true. I mean, I just train different now. I do a lot of CrossFit, um, a lot of fitness style stuff. I run a lot. Um, and I tend to not grapple too often, you know, because my neck, my back, my knees, all of it will start hurting. Whereas when I do CrossFit, I get sore for a few hours and I'm ready to go again. So I, I will take essentially any competition that pops up that is within my realm of activity. Obviously, I'm not going to be entering a badminton competition, but I still want to do the perimeter run this year with a team of steel guys. Um, I'll do uh, some CrossFit comps if they pop up and definitely the dry tries. I really enjoy running and basically being out of breath. But, um, you know, we got the grappling competition. I'll do Copa again. I'll do mm -hmm. Mariana's. Um, any MMA fights that pop up, I'm going to take. Um, I want to be busy in every way because I feel like that's when I'm at my best. Right. So that that's where I'm at. I, I just want to stay busy. I, I don't want to be bored or complacent. I always want something to train for. I love fitness and the lifestyle, but it's always nice to have a, it's always nice to chase the cheese essentially. Right. So like, <clears throat> um, if you were in charge of picking like athlete of the year, what would be your criteria? Yeah, are we saying for Guam or are we saying for the world? Let's say for for Guam. 
Okay, for Guam specifically, I, I have a few things because I have a couple gripes with uh, the local fitness community. Not just fit. I mean, when I say fitness, I mean just athletics in general. Right. I think that there is levels to athletics. You know, there's the person that walks into the gym that says they like playing football or uh, baseball on the weekends. You know, it's just it's just a hobby for them. Mm -hmm. It's just a way to break a sweat. So people walk into my gym and they, uh, you know, they take they steel fit classes or they do a boxing class, et cetera. I'm so happy they're in there because we want to give them the best hour of their day. We want to push away the rocking chairs. Um, and you know, just the obesity is at a high time at an all time high. So we're always trying to fight that. I, I don't have anything. I don't have too bad words to say to those people. I'm so happy they're there. But the second that someone says, Hey, I want to compete in this sport, whatever sport that is. Now you're setting yourself into a different category where I think the level of seriousness is significantly higher. And the reason why I say higher is because like on Guam, like I was telling you, the people will back you a hundred percent. So every weekend I'll see like a, uh, a fundraiser, for a athlete to go off island to compete somewhere like say you know there's the marianas uh, in japan mm-hmm. that's coming up and people are doing fundraisers for that so I, i'm i i scrutinize these people a lot like i want to see what they're doing like are you training all out are you eating just the right amount of food to fuel your training um are you going to sleep at night um, instead of going out and partying with your friends, you're, you don't vape because obviously we all know that vaping and smoking is bad for your lungs. So, that, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I, I, I tend to scrutinize. I, I take a, a deep look at this person. I mean, this is how I would um, manage, you know, like my, my fighters. I'm, I'm, it, it, social media will tell you everything. You know, you, all you have to do is look at their, with their stories, at what they're posting, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, like say one of my MMA fighters has a fight in eight weeks. I mean, they're not going to the club. They're not partying. They're not drinking. They're not outside vaping. If I catch them, smack the, uh, whatever the hell that stick out of the douche flute out of their hands, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, there, there's just, there's levels to this. I mean, like I'm happy for people that come to the gym and they, they put in that 60 minutes and they go home, you know, cause they're pushing away the needle and they're. They're slowly changing the fitness community and the culture, but someone that wants to compete and represent Guam, they want to wear the flag in the cage or, um, they want to run with the flag. I, I, I think that you need to hold yourselves to a higher standard, you know, like the Guam weightlifting community, they need to do better. Um, you see like the Chinese weightlifters, they're all jacked. And then you look at our weightlifters and they tend to be overweight. Yeah. You know, aside from like Ethan Elwell, I think like all the Guam weightlifters are, are pretty hefty. And, you know, unless you're fighting for like if you're one of the top 10 in the world, then I mean, I guess you can you can cut corners or not. But if you're not, if you're not in the upper echelon of your sport, then you probably should do everything you possibly can so that you can be. You know, uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, he taught, he, he wrote the blueprint, you know, like the Michael Jordan, the, the Kobe Bryant, all these great athletes, they grew, they wrote the blueprint on what it takes, 
you know, like the, the waking up at 5 a.m. going for a run just because it's more uncomfortable at that time. And then they're, they're on the court before their uh, team even arrives. They're already breaking a sweat. Mm. And then they're the first one there. Last uh, one to leave. Yeah, the first one there, last one to leave. They're, they're, they go home and take a nap just so that they can have enough energy for the next session in the evening. I mean, that that's what I think it takes. So when we talk about Guam Athlete of the Year, I think that people need to do better. There's a lot of really talented athletes, uh, a lot of talented fighters, a lot of talented uh, jiu-jitsu practitioners, but it's rare that I see anybody holding themselves accountable in all things and not just the gym. People like tend to quote, hard work pays off. But in my head, it's hard work is the price of admission. Because if you go to any given gym, any given athlete that's competing for anything, we're all working hard. We're all kicking ass in the gym. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the other stuff that sets you apart. It's the going to sleep early. It's saying no to social functions. It's eating the right amount of food. It's, uh, it, there's all these little things like no stones unturned. That's, so when I look at Guam Athlete of the Year, they're, they're, trust me, there's plenty of people out there on Guam that are living the life. You know, you got Manami. She's a triathlon. Yeah. Uh, she, I see her running at all hours of the day, whether it's hot, cold, or uh, typhoon rains. She's out there, you know, by herself most of the time. So, I mean, hats off to her. She's living the life. You know, you don't, you won't catch her at a club or with a drink in her hand. So, I mean, there are athletes out there. I just, man, I think that we all need to do a little bit better. I hope that people that see my stories and my posts or whatever, that they're a little bit inspired to do just a little bit better, especially if they're competitors. Right. True. I mean, yeah, I agree. Because like what you were saying about Kobe and Michael Jordan, like they were dialed in all day, every day. Like this is not just a job to them. Like this is their, this is their life. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, funny thing about Kobe, you know, like that Allen Iverson story that I like to tell. Yeah. It's for Allen Iverson was naturally gifted. We, we could say that. We could say it's genetics. Uh, Kobe Bryant was also genetically gifted, et cetera. But the difference was is that Kobe would do things that nobody else would do. So he could get the edge on people just as talented as him. You know, that's why. Everyone's going to remember Kobe Bryant's name. But, you know, when I mention Al, if I asked my wife who Allen Iverson was, she would have no idea who I was talking about. But, but Mamba mentality, Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things are household names in most places. And in the, even if you're a basketball, if you're not a basketball fan, you know, that's somebody that you can quote. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like everybody knows who everybody Co- knows Kobe. Kobe. Everybody knows who Kobe Bryant is. Yep. So, um, is there any competitions that you have planned that you um, plan on competing like in, in the future? Like, is there, I know you, you probably won't be here for lift fast, lift heavy coming up. No. So unfortunately I'm going to miss the very first competition of the year, the lift fast, lift heavy on January 21st. Um, it's a really cool event where it, you, it's not just how heavy you can lift, but it's how well you move. I mean, because they have some really cool workouts where um, you have to be really dialed in with your partner. It's a, They did a twist this year where it's male, male, female, female. Um, 
so it, it's kind of cool. Like strategy plays a really big part in the workouts. And I, I like that. I mean, because like, I, I always think it's funny, like whoever's on Ethan's team is probably going to win, but because there's those Metcon style lifting sessions, it, it's anybody's game. And I think that's really cool, but I'm going to miss it. I'm going to be in Hawaii for Juliet's volleyball game. Oh, nice. It's, it's funny. The older, the older she gets, the more she's taking time out of my sporting events for her own. Yeah, because I know, like, you're always at, you know, her volleyball games. Oh, so frustrating this season. Every every Thursday night, um, I had to miss uh, training because that's her volleyball game volleyball game time at 5 o'clock. And, uh, you know, I, I was late for a game one time, and Juliet kind of gave me this, like, talking to, like, hey, hey Dad, I'm going to need you to be there before the game starts. You know, I need that that nod of approval, you know, and I, I've seen it, you know, like she looks at me during the games, like when she make mistakes and she'll also look at me when she, you know, she hits like an ace. She's like, did you see that dad? You know, like, you know, she gets my little nod and you know, that's her game face. So I, I get it. You know, I didn't have that when I was growing up. Um, you know, my parents had full-time jobs and, um, not that I don't have a full-time job, but my, my, uh, my business is a little bit more lenient with me mm-hmm. being away for those couple hours for her game. I make it happen. So if I could be there for everything, I'm going to be there. Yeah. So like, what, what's that like? So now that Juliet's, I mean, cause obviously I, like if you were at steel athletics since the beginning, you've seen, you know who Juliet is, you've seen her grow and now she's getting taller and then she's into sports to be more active. What's that like as a, as a parent? Um, so like the way that I carry myself now is not the same way that I carried myself when I was her age. When I was 13, all I wanted to do was hang out with my friends. Um, I wanted to do the bare minimum. I wanted to go to practice. I wanted to eat whatever I wanted to. I wanted to play computer games. So it, it, I'm trying to draw this line with her to where it's like, I want the absolute best for her and I don't want to take away her childhood, but she's 13 years old. And this is that, that crossroads essentially where I feel like if you want to do something in the athletic realm Mm -hmm. that you need to start taking this kind of serious, you know, sometimes, um, she'll talk about maybe joining the basketball or the rugby team. Um, and I just ask her, okay, that's, um, I kind of give her not an ultimatum, but it's like, oh, okay. So you're not going to be playing volleyball with her club. You know, she plays, um, with Guam pro volley. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like five days a week that they train. So there's no way that she could do both. There is no balance. I mean, with school and, uh, volleyball. And if she wants to do another sport on top of it, she's not going to be able to. So I, so I always just say, okay, cool. We'll just take, we'll just take a break from volleyball. And then she gives me that look and then we both know what's going to happen. You know, it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm not doing basketball this season. Right. <laughs> so real simple, but it's hard, man. I mean, cause she likes boys now. She wants to be on her phone when, uh, we're driving on the way home. Uh, when I'm trying to pick, I'm trying to pick her brain about how practice was, how she could improve. But these are things that I accumulated over the years versus I wasn't dialed in when I was 13. I'm trying to help her get dialed in because I wish, you know, looking back that I had taken it more seriously because, you know, who knows where I would be if I had a dad like me. Right. 
So, like, did she ever come to you for any advice uh, in regards to, like, sports? Maybe even life, not just sports. Uh, no, you know, that's the thing, though. Like, right now, she doesn't want to train with me or Chess or anybody at Steel. She wants to train with her peers. Yeah. So, like, the volleyball team, that's where she gets her fitness from. You know, I I've been trying to teach her how to squat, deadlift, and do all that stuff for years. In fact, uh, I think before she got into Guam Pro, I was trying to get her into steel fit more often because, I mean, she's bigger than some of the girls in the class, so she would probably outlift a lot of people. But uh, anyway, she doesn't. she's not really into that. She wants to do whatever her friends are doing. So for me, uh, Coach Pavel and uh, Oksana are really good influences, and, you know, they're, they're teaching character. I mean, I, I walked in late. Um, or I walked in to a practice last night and they had like this whole uh, iPad set up where they were reading off like character traits of good athletes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like the discipline, the being a good teammate, all, all that stuff was part of their practice. So like they're doing everything that I would want them to do. Um, but I mean, it's it's too bad that I can't take them on vacation with us because... <laughs> You know, we'll, we'll go to California and she wants to go to Disneyland or go shopping right. and I'll ask her to work out or go for a run. And, you know, she looks at me like I'm the dumb one, <laughs> you know, so, uh, no, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm there for emotional, um, and yeah, you know, basically I'm there for emotional support when I go to her games. Right. Um, she's not, she's not looking to me for life advice yet and, mm. And I, I get it, you know, um, this is that rebellious age where they want to explore. When I say they, I mean like kids her age, they want to explore. They, they're walking into a cave and they have a flashlight and they want to see it for themselves. So I get that, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm, um, I'm be moving into my late thirties and I'm kind of exploring because my, uh, you know, my, my parents are nowhere, nowhere near on the same level as me as far as physical activity and lifestyle choices. You know, like I, I take this health thing very seriously. So I feel that I'm at least like 10 to 15 years younger than they were at my age. Right. So, um, like you mentioned earlier, you're tra training 36 in February. So, um, in the future, when you get older, like, do you see yourself just still competing as long as you can? Or is there a point where you're just like, I think this is the age where I just want to, like, just relax, enjoy time in the family. I mean, obviously, you're still going to be active, fairly active. But, like, as far as uh, competition-wise, like, is there, like, a age where you're like, all right, I, when I, once I hit, like, 40, 45 or whatever, like, this is it. Man, I'm hoping to start my actual CrossFit career when I turn 40 because that's when I hit Masters 2. <laughs> and, you know, I'll be competing with other 40 to 45-year-olds. So um, I actually tell myself all the time that when I turn 40, that's when we're going to take it real serious. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm doing all the fitness things now. I'm uh -huh. getting better, stronger, faster. But uh, I, I don't think that I can hold a candle to the 35 to 40-year-olds Um right now because of the time put in you got to imagine that the uh say like the top 40 crossfitters mm -hmm. from 2017 you know they age out so now they they still want to compete they they were in the top 40 they never broke the top 10 but 
they still want to compete and they're, uh, they're doing the, the master's division now, 35 to 40. I just haven't had enough time to catch up to them yet. Right. I, I need more time on, you know, with the weightlifting, especially some of the gymnastics. I mean, as far as the fitness goes, I think I could do pretty well with those guys. But as far as technicality goes, I can't barbell cycle like they can. I can barely get a front rack right now. Um, but, and you know, like some of the compound lifts, I'm, I'm on par with them. So I, I'm basically playing uh, like a catch up thing hmm. and I, I'm not quite in my rookie year yet. Oh, I like I, I'm, I'm playing like high school baseball essentially in the hopes that I'll get into the triple a minors by the time I turn 40. Nice. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it right now. I, ha I have some catching up to do, but by no means, I mean, like I still think that I'll be grappling in my forties. Mm -hmm. I'm just very selective now of when I grapple. I mean, because you know, I'll take a really good look at a strong white belt and like, nah, not worth it. I don't have anything to prove or gain <laughs> or whatever. Um, but uh, I, I do like rolling with the MMA guys. They give me a run for my money. They're getting better at the systems that we implemented. And uh, I have a lot of fun grappling, doing the grappling tournaments. Um, and as long as my neck holds up, you know, I mean, because that's, that's the one thing that I worry about is not being able to turn my neck. Mm. Knock on wood, nothing ever happens. But right. that, that's something you hear a lot about. You see these broken, crippled-looking dudes that were once badass wrestlers. I mean, if I stand next to Dan Henderson, I'm like, dude, what the hell happened to this guy? Because he looks like crippled versus what he used to look like when he was um, in the Olympic trials and all that, you know, just not the same person. Re the wrestling sucks the soul out of you. I'm sure like you're cutting weight, you know, it's grueling practices, all that stuff. Right. So like with MMA, it it's actually takes a toll on your body. Whereas like CrossFit is kind of like it creates that longevity, you know, like right. as long as you're moving well and not doing obnoxious weights that you shouldn't be, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you could definitely prolong your physical abilities. I mean, whereas in MMA, you take enough shots to the head and you're going to end up on the news. I mean, you see all these things popping up. I mean, I just saw my buddy Phil Baroni oh, man, yeah, is I in the paper that. for uh, murdering his girlfriend in Mexico. Yeah, I saw. You that. know, like the brain trauma, it, it changes your hormones, man. I mean, there's, there's just, there's not enough, I guess, data yet on the MMA fighters, but you keep hearing the guy, you know, especially the guys that went through the wars, you know, like these things pop up in the news and it's never on the right side of it. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, I think that's something to do with like CTE or something. Yeah, Cause I know, know like football players get that thing too. Yep. Boxers yep. as well. Like, like Muhammad Ali during his later years. Yeah. He's couldn't form sentences anymore. That's exactly right. And so like for me, like the moment that I feel like I'm going backwards, mm -hmm. that's the moment that I step away from MMA altogether. But I mean, knock on wood, I haven't been in a whole lot of hard fights that I feel like took the soul out of me. Mm -hmm. But uh, the second that I feel like I can't do it anymore, I'm done. I, I have no illusions of grandeur where I'm going to prolong my life and in my forties where I'm, I'm still f actively fighting. I mean, if I'm not done by 40, I'm doing something wrong or somebody needs to stop me. All right. Well, um, we are almost at the end of our episode. So usually we wrap it up with some rapid fire questions, but today I would like to try something new. If you don't mind, Jay, uh, let's do it. I'm All right. Stoked. So it's a rapid fire. It'll be, would you rather questions? Oh boy. So, 
Would you rather be able to fly or be able to hold your breath underwater? Uh, there's nothing underwater that I need to see. I'll be honest with you. Sharks terrify me even in the pool. <laughs> uh -huh. So whether I'm in the ocean or a pool or a river, uh, I could care less about being able to hold my breath. So let's fly around the world. Nice. You're just like Superman. Exactly. Yep. You can put on your, your, th your costume. Put on, I'll put on my cape and fly to different orphanages. And yeah, you, the whole costume you do for the bell ringing. That, that'd be so you, rad. You will be Superman. Yeah. Uh, would you rather be able to speak to animals or have the ability to control the weather? Hmm. I don't know if I have a whole lot to say to animals. Controlling the weather would be cool, though. I mean, there's, there's times when I'm running on Guam and it's so freaking hot that I, I wish it would rain on me and nobody else. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather become the world's greatest singer or the world's greatest dancer singer for sure singer. oh i mean dancing's cool and all but man if i could sing i i'd be crushing it right now <laughs> i've always had dreams of being in a boy band you know backstreet boys right. but uh you know like dancing whatever all i gotta do is just do the one two step like i do now <laughs> but being able to sing maybe my wife will like me for a little bit longer um, would you rather star in a movie or invent something new? Hmm. That's really, I, I think invent something new. I mean, there's a lot of things. The cool thing about inventions is that they usually solve a problem or make things better. So for instance, if I could come up with like, uh, I don't know, I think they call it like, what was it? Nuclear fusion or something that will solve all the world's power problems. Uh, something like, like that. Solar power or no? No, it's not solar. Solar power. It, it's something. I think I want to say it's something <laughs> like that, where it's like zero emissions. It's great for the environment. It, it could power the whole entire world. Like some green energy. Some yeah, exactly. I see. I mean, that would be. I think it's called cold fusion, but I, I can't. I can't think of the name offhand. Right. It, it's always like in the movies and stuff. We'll look it up anyway. later. Okay, last one. Would you rather celebrate Halloween with no candy or Christmas with no presents? Oh, man. Actually, I, I think Halloween without candy would be great. Um, because every it's funny. This year, my kids came home with a pile of candy. And, you know, like be, my daughter Bella is just hoarding it, essentially. <laughs> She's just trying to open up everything and try everything. And I, in my head, I'm like, oh, God, this is terrible. So, you know, as soon as she fell asleep, I we basically emptied it into the garbage. So, like, the novelty of Halloween is cool, but I, we could do without the candy. Right. Well, I mean, health-wise, yes, for sure to see. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, because people aren't giving out like apples and I, I don't know. It's not healthy treats. If candy had zero calories, we should. That'd be cool. There you go. I want to invent zero calorie candy. Man, that would be awesome. There's the one. Just give that shit away during Halloween. Yeah, Snickers that doesn't affect your obesity. That'd be amazing. <laughs> All right. Um. So before we end, do you have anything to say to our listeners? Yeah, uh, just, just to the athletes on Guam, if you hear this, I mean, just hold yourself to a higher level than everybody else. I mean, just because your friends are outside smoking and vaping, they are going to the clubs on the weekend and, you know, they're skipping training sessions, they're staying up late. You, you got to do better. I mean, your island backs you 100%. Mm -hmm. If you guys do a fundraiser, for sure, it's going to pay off. I mean, all your family, your friends, they all support you. So it, it, pay them back. Pay them back with 
like, you know, a hundred percent effort in and out of the gym. Right. You know, the, the gym's only a couple hours. Everything you do outside of it is far more important. Right. Facts. Um, so with that being said, guys, um, thank you guys for listening to another episode. Find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions, you know, find us on Instagram as well. Shoot us a, a, a DM and we'll be sure to get back to you on that. All right. Thank you very much. Namaste. Shoot. Namaste.